Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here. And we pray that you get something powerful from today's sermon. Well, I, I'm feeling prophetically for you and um, it ties in with exactly what Jan's just said. I, I, I sense that we're in a moment when it's essential for us to draw close to God. That, that's what I think has gone God's heart for us. We're in a moment, we're in a time where intimacy with God without an agenda is actually the key to breakthrough. So not coming to God and before God with our shopping list, but simply coming before Him and allowing intimacy with Him to grow. And I want to talk about that today, which really builds on what Jan just said, because I've named my, um, or titled the message today, Tell Him That You Love Him. Tell Him that you love Him. Shall we pray? Holy Spirit, I thank You that You're in this place today. And I ask that there's an impartation of revelation around how important it is that we praise You and that we worship You. How important it is that we get into Your presence and simply be with You, our Papa, with You, our Daddy, with You, our Father, that we are sons and daughters of your seed with the full rights of sons and daughters. And I ask that that's a revelatory thing this morning that would be released from heaven, that today there would be a shift in our intimacy with you, toward you, closer to you. That there would be a release of freedom of expression of intimacy today in Jesus' name, that, that the fact that we meet together today would be good for every one of us, that gather would be good for our city and our cities and our towns and wherever we come from. It'll be good for our families, good for our workplaces because you're there. Father, we know that there is, your presence is found in the praises of your people. So may we be a praising people. As we come into that place of intimacy, may we be a praising people in Jesus' name. That's almost countercultural, isn't it? You know, when, when, when we get presented with the challenges of life and, and sometimes they're just really, really tough, and we've heard about some of those this morning, they're really, really tough. And it's kind of like you want to back back, but no, actually we need to come into that place of praise because that's the place of power. Seems countercultural, doesn't it? It seems backwards. But no, no, we come into that place of praise because that's where the power is. It's where the power is. Everyone wants to be loved. Yeah? Put your hand up if you don't want to be loved. No hands, right, good. Every person wants to be loved, and intimacy and appreciation grow through the spoken word. Um, my very first trip to China, which is a lot of years ago now, one of the first meetings was a prayer meeting. And we met one story up. We were above a market on the corner of, a, of an office block. And we met in this room. And the first thing they did was they opened all the windows. Now, I was, it was my first trip to China. I was a bit freaked out because I had to wear a hat and everything else. And my white head didn't glow as I went in um, because I didn't want to see any, any, any white heads going into the building. And uh, we got in there. We got upstairs and they're opening all the windows. And I said to them, what are you doing? And they go, that is your way out if the police arrive. It's like, we're story high. Yeah, no, if the police arrive, don't muck around. That's your way out. Okay. Um, so now I'm really intimidated. 
And then we start to pray, the secret prayer meeting. I've never since been in a prayer meeting like it, volume-wise. They prayed, and they shouted, and they sang, and at the top of their voices, they worshiped God. They couldn't care less what was happening around them. At one stage, someone thumped on the door and said, if you don't stop, we will call the police. And it's like, this is intimidating for a fellow from New Zealand. And but they didn't even, they didn't bat an eyelid. They just kept praying and they kept stirring. And I thought that day, I thought, oh my goodness, the power in saying that we love him, the power in lifting our praise, the power in lifting our voices to him is absolutely incredible. And I'm not sure that we really get it in this part of the world sometimes, but we've got to tell him that we love him. We've got to tell him. It's Father's Day. We've got to tell him we love him too. But we've got to tell him that we love Him. And our words really matter. As Jan just said, I thought she was starting to preach my message, that the tongue can bring death and life. And we reap the consequences of it. And the consequences of telling Him that we love Him are tremendous. They really are. They're tremendous. So we all like to be encouraged. And why don't you try it, just where you are. Just turn to the person next to you and encourage them. Say something nice. Tell them you're glad to see them today. They look good. You've got to verbalise it. Say it with your mouth. Say it with your mouth. This is your moment. If you're looking for that significant other and they're sitting beside you, you could say something like, I had no idea angels flew this low. Or maybe your hair looks like a flock of goats or something. Whatever works for you. Doesn't it feel good when someone compliments you? Feels great, eh? Not only does it feel good when you receive appreciation, it feels really good when you give it. It feels great when you give it. In fact, I would say that if we have a problem giving affirmation and giving a compliment, it actually reflects on us rather than the person because it speaks of our insecurities and that, that we're not able to do that. But I think maybe even this is a prophetic instruction this morning for some of us is to, is to start affirming people around us. You watch the atmosphere change. You start to speak good things over people and you start to, to encourage people and see the good in people. You, you watch what changes. But not only do people to God, we've got to tell him that we love him. Jan, can you help me for a minute? Do you want to come here or shall I come to you? What's easier? Yeah, you come to me. That might be easier. If, if I want to foster a relationship with this lovely lady and I don't use words, it's going to look something like this. We, we have a word for this in New Zealand. It's called a stalker. <laughs> it doesn't work. You've got to use your language. You've got to use your language. But if I, if I actually want to build our relationship and I look her in the eyes and I say to you, I love you. You are amazing. <laughs> and I love doing life with you. And I love you to bits. That, it changes everything, doesn't it? The words, you can sit down now. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, give her a hand. It changes everything, doesn't it? The words change everything. And actually, the way you say it really, really matters. Like if I had looked at her and gone, love you. Love you. Love you. It's not going to work in our house. It might work in your house. It's not going to work in our house. 
Now, I've actually got to say it with some feeling. I've got to say it meaning it. Uh, say it with my eyes as well as my mouth, but I've got to say it. And, and by saying that I, I love her, I, I'm building relationship and the relationship grows and the relationship becomes more intimate. It's exactly the same with God. You've got to tell him that you love him. You've got to tell him that you love him. You know the love languages? There's five love languages. They are, um, uh, I've written down so I don't forget, words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, gifts, and touch. There's always one or two of those that are higher, eh, for each of us. But all five matter. I'm yet to receive the person who loves uh, verbal, uh, seen the person who loves verbal affirmation not enjoy receiving a gift. We like them all. But there's one or two that, that um, are, are higher, and when we understand those, we can really work with those. But it's words of appreciation and affirmation that build relationship. Yeah. Everyone loves a kind word spoken over them. I love coming and staying with Wayne and Ruth. I love staying in their home. I love doing life with them. I love the relationship we've built with them. We have a lot of fun together and uh, honest, and I just love watching their lives. They're incredible leaders who have been faithful over a long period of time in the same direction, long obedience. And I honour them for that, and it's wonderful. Now, does that make you feel okay or just really awkward? You like it, don't you, Ruth? You do. Because we all like that. We all like that. Where's Jeff? I saw Jeff. Whenever Jeff comes into a room, he's always smiling. I just feel the temperature of the room go up. You're a, you're a great influence on any room that I've been in with you, Jeff. Absolutely. That feels all right, eh, to say that to you? Absolutely, because we all like affirmation. We all like being built up. Well, what about God? We've got to tell him that we love him. I don't think... We tell him that we love him enough. We're quick to go to him with the shopping list. But we've got to tell him that we love him. We've got to tell them that we love them. We've got to tell God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that we love him. David, I think King David had this down. See, he was known by God as a man after God's own heart. Acts tells us that. 1 Samuel tells us that. In Acts, it says, Acts 13, it says, Then the people begged for a king. And God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for 40 years. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. David made some huge mistakes. If you don't know, go read David's life. He made huge mistakes. Yet God says to him, he's a man after my own heart. How is that? Amongst the mistakes and amongst the huge mistakes. I think David was onto something, and I'll look at that in a minute. But before that, Matthew 7, 21 says this. I was reading this earlier in the year, and it, it just it, it hit me between the eyes. It says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, only those who actually do the will of my Father. So there's a context, okay? Obedience. It says, on judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and we cast out demons in your name and we perform many miracles in your name, but I will reply, you never knew me. Well, that's how I'd always read it. That's not actually what it says. It says, I will reply, I never knew you. It's the complete opposite. I feel like I've spent my whole life trying to get to know God. And he says to me, well, actually, Sheridan, I want to know you. 
And I think this is what David did. I want to know you. I want to be in every part of your world. I want you to open yourself to me. I don't want any hidden corners. I don't want any hidden agendas. I just want you to be open before me. And I think this is what David knew. And I think this is why God called him a man after his own heart. Because David, amongst other things, told God that he loved him. Constantly. David was an open book before God emotionally and every other way. David's Psalms, you know, they're expressions of love and emotion and frustrations and sorrows and heartache and joy because these are all part of life. Faith, anger, love. And God goes, he's a man after my own heart because he's so open before God. If we read Psalm 27 or part of it for a minute from verse one, I love it. He goes, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? Question mark. He's obviously struggling with fear here. But, it, but, but he doesn't disguise. He just says, he comes before the Lord and goes, Lord, you are my light and my salvation. So why am I afraid? He's, he's like, it's faith and it's the reality of his emotions at the same time. He's wrestling with it all. The Lord is my fortress. He protects me against danger. So why am I trembling? When evil people come to devour me and when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I remain confident. The one thing I ask, Lord, I love this. The one thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Delighting in the Lord's perfections, meditating in His temple. What a range of emotions we've had in four verses. For he will conceal me there when troubles come and he'll hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifice of shouts of joy and singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds. Lord, I'm coming. I, I think David was really onto something here. I think David knew God, but God also knew David. And you go, what do you mean? Of course God knew David. Yeah, God knows everything, but there's a difference between being invited and, and you know, I think he asks us to open. And, and telling him that we love him is part of opening. It's saying, come on in. I love you, I trust you, I worship you. I long to simply be in your presence, not for all the doings, but for the beings. Come and know me, you created me, created me a pure heart. Come and be in me. I like that old hymn, you know, praise is the power of heaven. I just was, woke up with that on my mind this morning. Praise is the power, praise, I love you, Lord. I, I, tell him that you love him. It's a place of, power. We've got to tell them that. I think that with worship, you know, sometimes worship in church is regarded as a preliminary exercise, isn't it? You know, I, I feel for our bad, I'll, I will make this personal because I'm not going to chat, but it's the same everywhere. I feel sorry for our worship leaders at home sometimes say, come, they're full of faith and they've been there since seven o'clock in the morning or something. Let's worship Jesus and all three people in the congregation go, amen. You know, because kind of wandering in. But I think, no, no, this is our moment to tell him that we love him. It's not a preliminary. 
It's actually our moment to get before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and express our hearts and open ourselves to Him. There is no preliminary. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Father. I love you, Holy Spirit. Come in and tell Him that we love Him. And then how we say it really, really matters. It really matters. Love you, Lord. No, no, we can do better than that. It really matters. How we tell them really matters. I'm, I'm a relatively uh, reserved person, introverted person. When I'm left to myself, I quite enjoy myself um, and in the quiet and those kind of things. But I, I carry a deep desire to say yes to God and to walk closely with Him and to develop a heart after His. And I was recently reprimanded by a dear friend. He said, Sheridan, why do you make jokes like, I love God and people not quite so much. And it caught me, his, his comments caught me off guard because he said, it's just not true. The evidence of your life tells me that that's not true. And I got thinking about it and I, I went and did some soul searching and, and took some time. And what I discovered is it's a protection mechanism for me because you know, I've had a few wounds along the way. And you get smart after a while. You think, well, I won't put myself in the position where I'll get wounded. It's a protection mechanism. Sometimes people say horrible things. Sometimes people do horrible things. Sometimes you just make mistakes. But I got thinking about that and I I had a real conviction as I thought about that, that I needed to tell our church that I loved them rather than just joking with them. And so I stood before our church and the over a number of weeks actually, different campuses. And, and I said, guys, I've, I've, got a real, I've just got to let you know that I really love you. That, that I don't do this because I have to. I do this because I love Jesus and Jesus has asked me to do this. And I, I really love you guys. And it was amazing. And I felt a real shift in the spirit. And we had some fun and some banter as well. But, but I felt a real shift in the spirit by simply telling them that I loved them. We've got to tell them that we love them. We've got to tell them that we love them. I, as I said, I'm fairly introverted, really. And um, when I first came back to Christ, because I kind of rebelled in my late teens, and I was filled with shame and guilt about running away from Him. And I'd come into church, and you know, I desperately wanted to worship Him, but I was so self-conscious. I'd be, I'd be amongst the people, I'd watch people worshipping Jesus and I'd think, wow, imagine being like that. Imagine being able to be free in His presence. And I thought, blow it. I'm going to get free in His presence. And it was bit by bit. I can remember the first day, you know, I come to church and I go, today is the day I'm going to lift my hands and worship. So I lifted my hands and worship. And I felt like the whole world was watching me. Because I am fully out there now in my expression to worshipping Jesus and just loving on Him. Remember, I can still remember the, the feeling of being so exposed because I'm suddenly free in God. And then the next week, and the next week, and the next week, just... really free now I can 
worship Jesus and I can worship Him under my breath quietly. And then slowly. And then one day, this was the real radical one right here. A lot of you know what I'm talking about, eh? Slowly, slowly. Just got freer and freer in God because I thought this isn't about me, this is about Him. And I've got to tell Him that I love Him. You've got to tell Him that you love Him. I'm not quite at um, David's level of dancing naked through the streets yet. Well, I wasn't. I've decided that today's the day. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> if Jesus can hang on a cross for me, the least I can do is tell him that I love him. If Jesus can hang on a cross for me, the least I can do is to make a sacrifice in my praise and worship and not just go through the motions and tell Him that I love Him. Tell the Father that I love Him. Tell the Holy Spirit that I love Him. If it's not costing me something, it's not a sacrifice. The, the Bible talks all about worship, doesn't it? It talks about posture when, we, when we, we worship. It talks about our posture. It talks about lifting your hands. It talks about being on holy knee, uh, you know, being all the Hebrew words being on our knees. It talks about being prostrate. I've got to get the right word. I'm a mid-50s male. Prostrate before God. It, it just talks about throwing our whole body into worship. Our whole body. It talks about our words. It talks about our energy and our sincerity. It talks about our authenticity, spirit of truth. It talks about our volume when we praise and worship because it all matters and we've got to tell Him that we love Him. Sometimes the difference between being religious and genuine expression of our love doesn't look too different but it's what's going on on the inside. We've got to tell Him that we love Him. I'm believing for a real shift for you this morning. I've come with faith for a that God's going to shift something in you this morning and that your level of freedom to worship and tell Him that you love Him is just going to go up. It's going to go up a notch. And we're going to sing a song together in a minute. And I want to encourage every one of us in this place to worship Him. I want to, I want to flip the environment. If you're feeling nervous about lifting your hands to Jesus, don't feel nervous because everyone's going to have their hands in the air. If you're feeling nervous about shouting your praise to Him, don't feel nervous because everyone's going to shout their praise to Him. The, the ones that are, if you're quiet, you should be feeling nervous. If you've got your hands down, you should be feeling nervous because we're all going to do it together. Take a step of faith together into telling Him that we love Him. Take a step of faith together because there's power in, the pra- in our praises. You know, the miracle zone is in our praises. We've got to tell Him that we love Him. I don't know about you, but I want to respond to the prophetic call to intimacy with God. And I just want to put myself in that place. We say we trust Him. We say we love Him. We say we surrender to Him. Yet so often we hold back when we worship Him. Can we stop that today? Can we just like break that off today and just let our worship and our praise be free.
let our praise and our worship just go to the next level and simply come into His presence and love on Him and tell Him that we love Him. Are you up for that? I think you are. You're quietly up for that, eh? Quietly. You won't be able to be quiet in a minute. We're going to sing a song. We're going to lift our hands. We're going to lift our voices. We're going to lift our heads. And we're going to praise Him. Why don't you stand right where you are? Jesus, we love you. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. What a wonderful gift it is to be able to come into your presence. And Lord, I ask that as we worship you today, you would make us aware of what Holy Spirit's doing. As St. Patrick said, Holy Spirit, you're on me, you're in me, you're in front of me, you're behind me, you're under me and you're beside me. And we come into your presence and we express our love to you today because you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our love. Father, I would bind any religious spirit that would try to affect the atmosphere in this moment that would say you don't need to do this because in you there is full liberty and full freedom. And I release that in the name of Jesus that there would be breakthrough for every person in this place. We can all go further, that there would be breakthrough for every person in this place today in Jesus' Name to step into that place of intimacy, to step into that place of worship, into that place of praise. Father, and in that place, miracles will be released. Healing will be released. Restoration would come in that place simply because we worship You. Jesus' Name. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including our service times and live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.